Praise the Lord. Welcome, welcome everyone to New Covenant Worship Center. We are live here in the building, amen, for this second Sunday of the month of January, the second Sunday of 2022. I'm telling you, God is blessing us in this year. We thank God for his newness, for his grace, for his mercy today. And I'm telling you, I'm excited about what God is going to do in the building today. This word is going to encourage you, going to uplift you today. So we're excited about what God is doing. And we thank God for each and every one of you all who made it out safely into the building on today we appreciate you all for traveling for getting here we thank god for team dave davis coming in from gary we thank god for brother mike coming in from uh, carol stream i'm telling you god is good to us amen and everybody that travel locally here we're gonna let god have his way today i'm telling you so we're gonna believe god we're gonna skate on into his presence amen so come on let's stand to our feet amen if you got two good legs amen let's stand to our feet and let's begin to give the lord a hand praise those of you all who who are at home begin to share this share this begin to tag someone let them know we're on the air welcome to new covenant worship center on youtube and facebook so heavenly father we come before you this morning god to give you all the praise god we come to give you thanks on this morning god we come to bless and magnify your holy name father god lord we thank you god for this opportunity lord to come into your presence father we thank you for your love today we thank you for your kindness father god we thank you for your mercy and your grace on today Father God. And Lord, we welcome you in this place, God. We welcome your presence, Father God. We welcome your power and your authority on today, Father God. And we ask that you will saturate this place, Father God. Fill this place with your glory on today, Father God. That Lord, we may experience you like never before, Father God. Release your power in this place, God. Release your anointing in this place, Father God. That Lord, we shall go to higher heights and deeper depths in you on today, Father God. We thank you for life today, God. We thank you for peace and strength on today, Father God. And we ask that your Holy Spirit, God, will move and reign like never before, Father God. We ask you to stir up every gift in this place, Father God. Stir up your anointing, Father God. That, Lord, you will strengthen your people on today, Father God. Those who are in a downtrodden place, God. Those who are feeling weary in their spirit, God. We speak encouragement on today, God. We speak life on today, Father God. Send forth a refreshing, God. Send forth a renewing on today, Father God, that your Holy Spirit shall move and reign like never before, Father God. Lord, we need you today, God. We need your presence, Father God. We need your power today, Father God. We need your glory, God, to be made manifest like never before, Father God. And Lord, we ask that you will lead God and direct us on this morning, God. That, Lord, you will minister a sure word today, Father God. That you will speak through me like never before, Father God. Give us revelation knowledge, God. Give us understanding of your scriptures today, Father God. Anoint the praise and worship team, Father God, that they may sing unto the glory of your holy name on today, God. And Lord, we thank you for your presence in this place, God, that you're bringing forth healing, God. You're bringing forth deliverance, God. You're bringing forth strength on today, Father God, that Lord, you're building up your people on today, God, that the body of Christ, God, is standing on your word on today, God, that we're growing in the knowledge and wisdom of you on today, Father God, that Lord, you're giving us understanding God that you're giving us your spirit of compassion God that we shall walk in love and kindness on today God that we shall love our neighbor as we love ourselves God let the power of your Holy Spirit God flow throughout the body of Christ today God every 
every church that's gathering this morning, God. We release your praises, God. We release your worship, God. We release the word of God to go forth over every pulpit on today, Father God. That the body of Christ will be magnified, God. And your name will be glorified, Father God. And we just thank you this morning, God. We praise and honor you on today, God, for your goodness, for your kindness towards us, Father God. And we speak life today, Father God. We cancel the hand of death. We cancel the spirit of the enemy, God, that comes to bring forth destruction. And God, we love you today. We honor you today. We praise you today. And we come to lift you up on today, God. I need some praisers that will begin to join in with me as the sound comes. I need some worshipers at home to let the people in your house know that you're praising God. I dare you to make a joyful noise unto the Lord and lift up your voice on today, God. Let the trumpets blow in Zion on today, Father God. Let us release a sound of praise, Father God. Open up your mouth today. Lift up your hands today. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord for he is worthy of the praise. Oh, I feel my help coming this morning as the band is backing us. I feel the presence of the Lord stirring in the atmosphere. Let us go higher in the name of Jesus. Come on the sound. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, we bless you today.
good just to be in the presence of the Lord. It's good just to bask in his mercy and his grace and his goodness. worship is valuable to the service amen and we thank god that we can just offer a praise unto god and just worship his name and just glorify him we appreciate you brother jeremy be safe driving over amen to your next destination amen listen uh, we're gonna move right on along in the service and move forward uh, with god amen uh, this is our um, time to give amen we're gonna give this morning amen and so our tithes and offering I want to update you all because I'm telling you, God is doing great things here at New Covenant Worship Center. And we're in our year of debt freedom 2022. Amen. And we're believing God to establish and pay this building off. Amen. By the end of this year. And we're believing God for 50 people to partner with us and sow a thousand dollar seed over the course of this year. Amen. That's like $19.24 a week. Amen. For those that will be able to sow and give. Some may not be able to give a thousand. They may want to give 500, 200, 300. But every seed toward that particular debt freedom seed, it counts toward our goal. I want to update you all. In the first week, we have raised $2,884 toward our debt freedom seed. Amen. That's a good place to give God some thanks. Amen. Amen. We now only need $47,116, amen, towards our goal. So we're going to keep pushing forward. We're in our second week, and so we just believe God for the increase and the overflow. Listen, I believe there's somebody, amen, that's out there, somebody that may not even be a part of the ministry that will be a stranger because we'll be making this announcement later on in the end of the month. 
where other people can tap into this. You can sow. Somebody might have 10000 they want to give toward it. Somebody may have the whole 50000 They say, you know what, I'm going to bless New Covenant Worship Center because they've been such a blessing to the city of Joliet, to the community. So I believe God for the unexpected. And you have not because you ask not. Amen. You don't let somebody know what God is doing. God will begin to move and he will bless. Let me share two testimonies. I want you to keep, keep prepared, get your offering together because this all relates in giving. I'm telling you, people are excited about what we're doing. And as we share on Facebook, we get testimonies and people just uh, inspiring. They asking me how to, you know, do some different things that they want to do in the community. And so it's encouraging when you when you hear that and you begin to uh, provoke people to do whatever the Lord has put upon their heart to do, because it's enough work for the body of Christ. It's enough uh, people to go around and things to do. But I was grateful, amen, that I got two inboxes last week that people who wanted to sow into the ministry. Um, one of my friends I went to college with, she's out of state, and she inboxed me. She said, I'm sowing into your ministry right now. And she sold a good seed. And uh, another person had sold and, uh, I mean, had, had inboxed me and said, you know what? I'm sowing and setting up a reoccurring offering, and I'm sowing my seed. I'm telling you, people are giving, and people will support when they see you moving forward, and they see that you're doing things to glorify God. Yeah. And you do things with the right heart and the right spirit. God will make a way, and he'll open up doors super naturally for you. These are people who are not members. They're not affiliated with the ministry as far as membership, but they follow the ministry online. And I'm grateful for online ministry. I thank God for those that sow in the give. And we encourage you and we appreciate you. We're praying for you. We're standing in the gap for your needs in prayer. And so we thank God for those that are partnering, that are sowing online, that are watching virtually, that continue to support this ministry because every seed matters. Amen. And so we thank God for your giving. So now we're, we're getting ready to take our time and offering this morning. So those of you all who are watching online, you can go to the website www.newcovncwc.com and you can click the give tab. You can give towards your tithes and offering toward our debt freedom seed and uh, we have benevolence there if you want to sow toward that. So those are our drop down boxes, but we believe in God for increase and overflow. If you have the Easy Tide app, that's the easiest way to give. Some of you all may have gotten your reports for the end of year, what you give, what you had gave on last year, that automatically is generated. It comes to your email, so you have a record right there. It's handy. It is just convenient. It's a great way to support the ministry. If you don't have those means, you can still mail your seed to 2423 Glenwood Avenue, Joliet, Illinois, 60435. Amen. And so I'm telling you, the mailbox overflows. Deacon Jerry got something by and it's, it's checks in the mail. Amen. So people still use the postal service and we appreciate those who give and through all those different means. Those of you all who are in the building, if you need an envelope, just please raise your hand and Brother Terrence will get you an envelope. And if you're sewing on your envelope and you need to give towards your debt freedom seed, just mark it on your envelope and we'll put that amount toward that seed. Amen. Why you writing out that 10,000 is one zero comma three zeros. One zero comma three zeros. That's 10,000. Whoever wants to sow it. Amen. Believe and trust by faith. Somebody want to sow 500. That's five and two zeros. Let's do it. Amen. Why you all getting your seed and sowing? I'm going to sow my seed. Amen. Yeah, go ahead on. Tune them instruments up a little bit if you want. <laughs> Give us that giving music. Hallelujah. <laughs> mm. 
good. Sound like a soundtrack to a movie. Y'all better have the joy of the Lord in your heart, amen? Give God the glory, amen? It's all right to snap your fingers, amen, and give God some praise. that was sown today, Father, and we ask that you will continue, the Lord, to meet the needs of each and every one of your people, Father God, that we shall receive a 100-fold return on today, God, and we ask that you will bless those that may not have had it to give on today, God, that they will be able to give on next time. We release increase, overflow, and favor over our life on today, Father, and we ask that the seed and the tithes and offering will be continued to use for the work of the ministry and for the building of your kingdom, and it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. going to be in Exodus 35 and in Exodus 38 in the New Living Translation. Amen. Um, I don't, are we doing any virtual announcements? Okay, we do have some virtual announcements. Amen. So let's uh, have our virtual announcements and then we're going to get into the Word of God. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. We are back. Amen. Thank God for our virtual announcements. Amen. I'm telling you, this virtual church, amen, is going wild on second Sunday, but we give God the glory. 
Amen. Listen, I'm excited, amen, about this word on today. I won't be before you long so you can get home and slide on home, amen, and get home safely. But I thank God that they were out all night and the roads were not too bad on the main roads. But be careful in those parking lots if you're going to any store or whatever because they haven't really gotten an opportunity to get to those uh, with such high demand. Um, so listen, we're in this uh, series, Whole Life Prosperity. And as I shared before last week, we teach this uh, periodically uh, at the onset of the year. And we just allow God to minister to us together to have a better understanding of what it means to operate in whole life prosperity. Uh, we're talking about being whole spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, financially, every area of our life. We expect wholeness. And as we have been teaching in this series over the years, uh, I believe that God continues to give us fresh revelation. He continues to give us um, the understanding of his word and he continues to give us the anointing to move forward and operate and apply these particular principles to our life. And so uh, in the beginning of this series this year, we're opening up and we're just talking about the power of giving whole life prosperity as it relates to the power of giving. And last week we began to share and talk about um, Moses and the different uh, instructions that God had given him as it related to what the people were supposed to give as he was uh, as God was developing and building the people back to a place to have relationship with God after they had come out of bondage in Egypt and they were in the wilderness and wandering but God was giving them instruction giving them wisdom so that they could operate in whole life prosperity because they had mental challenges they were conditioned to be in bondage they were conditioned to be under the rulership and control of another uh, of another Another person under Pharaoh and so they had to be encouraged and they had to be revived mentally uh, spiritually they had been adapted to uh, idol worship and worshiping the gods of, of Egypt and so these things had to be restored and they they had to depend upon other people and all these other various things and so now you have to come into an understanding of, of being subject to something that you had not been accustomed to for so many hundreds of years of after being in bondage and so as Moses as the leader of the people God God began to give him instructions on Mount Sinai. He began to give him the, the things that they needed to do to restore the things of uh, re regarding to giving, regarding to uh, obeying the commands and the laws of God. And so we talked a little bit about that last week. We talked about that ransom offering. Um, and we begin to share about the ransom offering and how God will begin to use that to bring forth reconciliation and bring forth uh, restoration of relationship between the people and God. And that ransom offer was used for the building and the keeping up of the tabernacle. Amen. And so we learned that on last week. And so now we're going to pick up in Exodus 35 where they are actually in a position to now give the offerings in actuality. When we were reading last week and we were talking about last week, they, God was just giving Moses the instructions and giving him the offerings that the people should give. But now here in chapter 35, the people are actually bringing these offerings. Uh, this has happened after uh, they have worshiped the golden calf and they rebelled against God. And now they're in a position they're trying to get back in line with God and obey his commands again and do what was instructed for them to do. And here we're going to see how much they gave, how they gave to the building of the tabernacle. When we understand that when we come together collectively, we can do great things. When we're on one accord, when we're of the same mindset, we can begin to accomplish what the vision has been set out to do. This is why I believe, God, that as we begin to uh, encounter, as we begin to endeavor on this vision for the year of Debt Freedom 2022, I believe that God is going to even release some debts in our own personal life, that there'll be some things that you'll be able to pay off. You'll have maybe pay off a credit card debt, pay off an old bill, 
whatever it may be, I believe God will open up the door for that as we move forward in this vision. So today, let's go to Exodus 35. I'm in the New Living Translation. And let's start reading at verse four. We're talking about whole life prosperity, the power of giving. So in verse four, it says "Then Moses said to the to the whole community of Israel, this is what the Lord has commanded. Take a sacred offering for the Lord. Let those with generous hearts present the following gifts to the Lord. Now, let's let's begin to right here. Just begin to understand what God was asking of the people, the instructions that were required. He asked them to take. He said he asked Moses, he said, take a sacred offering for the Lord. Let those with generous hearts notice we're supposed to be cheerful givers. We're supposed to be willing to give. And even here in Old Testament, God began to uh, put the particular instruction and give the mandate that those with a generous heart and th those who are present, those who, who present the following gifts to the Lord. You got to have a generous heart when it comes to the things of God. Because God has been generous to us. God has been so kind to us. Do you know all the miracles that were performed for the children of Israel that brought them out of Egypt? All the signs and wonders that they experienced. And now God says, he said, all I want you to do is begin to bring forth a sacred offering. And I want you to give it generously from the heart. And so that's the posture that we have to take. We have to have a willingness to give with a generous heart. And so now it goes on. It says, take a sacred, sacred offering. For the Lord, let those with generous hearts present the following gifts to the Lord. Gold, silver, and bronze, blue, purple, and scarlet thread, fine linen and goat hair for cloth, tan ram skins and fine goat skin leather, acacia wood, olive oil for the lamps, spices for the anointing oil, and fragrant incense, onyx stones and other gemstones to be set in the ephod of the priest's chest, plate, chest piece. Come all you who are gifted craftsmen. Construct everything that the Lord has commanded. The tabernacle and its sacred tent, its coverings, its clasps, its frames, its crossbars, its posts, its bases, the ark and its carrying poles. I'm going to stop right there. I'm not going to read all that. But what happens at this point as they begin to instruct the people on what they should give. And then in verse 10, it says, he says, come all of you who are gifted craftsmen. Notice your gift is a gift to give back unto God. What you have been gifted with as a talent, that is an opportunity for you to give that talent and to use it for the building of the ministry, to use it for the building of the kingdom of God. He said those who are gifted as craftsmen, now they're going to have the opportunity to take all the things that the people are going to give, the gold, the silver, all the pieces of linen and cloth. Now the craftsmen were going to come together and to begin to now build what God had instructed to be built. And so we have to value and understand people's gifts and talents. Some people may not have a tangible financial seed to give, but you're talented and gifted with your hands, and you can begin to offer that skill set as a gift, as an offering unto the Lord to help sustain and build the ministry. And so you have to be willing to use your gift to glorify God. Use whatever talent that you've been blessed with in order to use it to help the ministry. And that's what God will begin to do, because we talked about everything that you need as it relates to ministry of your local body I believe it's in the house and God has blessed the people that we have everything that we need in the house that there are things that we don't have to outsource for that we can do the things that are necessary to maintain the ministry and so we're grateful for that we're thankful for that and so now let's drop down 
And let's go to verse 20. Oh, this is good. Y'all. I'm saying it's going to get gooder and gooder. Verse 20. So the whole community of Israel left Moses and returned to their tents. All whose hearts, listen at this, were stirred and whose spirits were moved, came, came and brought their sacred offerings to the Lord. Now notice this. What happens in an atmosphere of giving, when you have people on the same accord, it begins to shift the atmosphere and it begins to set a spirit that will provoke people, that will encourage people, and that will bring people to the place to release their seed. And so when the whole community began to come together and they came back home and they went to their tents, this is where their spirits will begin to be stirred because they saw a vision. They saw something that they can be a part of. They saw something that they can begin to attach their particular talents and their gifts to and so when they saw that they became stirred in their spirit and so that's the atmosphere that the body of Christ needs to have and that's the position as leaders as pastors that are a part of the that are a, a leadership of, of ministries we should be able to now set the tone and set the atmosphere that the people's heart will be stirred to give but you have to be the example and the first partaker you cannot expect someone to give something that you're not willing to give. I've shared this for years across the pulpit in teaching and ministry. There is nothing that I will ask you to do that I'm not capable of doing also. It would be foolish for me to ask you to give a thousand dollar seed and I'm not ready to give my thousand. It would be it would not make sense for me to be able to say, well, let's go out and do outreach. And you never see me go out and go hand in hand and join with you and to begin to go out and share in that and to be an example and to go out and give and to do the witnessing and do the encouraging. Whatever it may be, we have to be first partakers and take a part of that to be able to lead the people. We have to be the example. And as the people were encouraged by what Moses was telling them, as they begin to understand and see the vision. So you got to write the vision and make it plain. And this is why this year you're going to hear about this vision throughout the year because I believe this is one of the biggest things that we've ever set out to do as a ministry. This is why when you walk in the building you see all the signs because this is a reminder of what we're going to do. This is going to keep our faith motivated. This is going to keep our faith elevated. And so you have to use strategy. You have to use wisdom because why? We have to condition our mind so that our spirits can be stirred up and so that we can be excited enthusiastic because why I'm setting out and every seed I sow it's going to begin to help me build the ministry do you know how many people are inboxing me and they say they said I sold toward my debt free seed and I'm believing God to sow my entire thousand dollars they said it was only a little bit today but I'm believing God to do the whole thing by the end of the year they're excited about it and I'm, I'm grateful because why we set that particular atmosphere and so look at what the scripture says oh my It says, so the whole community of Israel left Moses and returned to their tents, all whose hearts were stirred and whose spirits were moved. See, I want your spirit to be moved, not your flesh. Yes. See, I don't want you to give under an emotional distress 
or under this particular obligation of feeling as though you're obligated if it's a weight put upon you and you feel some type of condemnation to it if you give it it's fine if you don't give it it's fine what happens is we condemn people and say well you didn't give it or you didn't give it or you didn't try or you didn't do this no that's not your place you have to give people an opportunity to give freely with a generous heart if it's going to be a struggle for you we don't want to receive it if it's a struggle we want you to give it willingly cheerfully with a generous heart because why it begins to touch your heart and your spirit it says those whose spirits were moved came and brought their sacred offerings to the lord they brought all the materials needed for the tabernacle for the performance of its rituals and the sacred garments now listen to verse 22 both men and women came all whose hearts were willing notice men and women came Whatever they had, they were willing to give it. They brought to the Lord their offerings of, listen at this, gold, brooches, earrings, rings from their fingers and necklaces. They presented gold objects of every kind as a special offering to the Lord. All those who owned the following islands willingly brought them blue, purple, and scarlet thread, fine linen, goat hair from cloth, and tanned ram skins, and fine goat skin leather. And all who had silver and bronze objects gave them as a sacred offering to the Lord. And those who had a cater wood brought it for the use for, for the for use in the project. Verse 25. All the women, listen at this. Who were skilled in sewing. Oh, it's 21st century. Who know how to sew still? It's 21st century. We need some women that know how to sew. Some women that have some talent. That have the gift in their hands. Because why? The materials, the curtains, the robes. All those things had to be sewn. They had to be made. And so the women were gifted in that. And so they offered that as their offering. As their special offering. As their sacred offering. It says all the women who were skilled in sewing. And spinning prepared blue, purple, and scarlet thread. And fine linen cloth. Listen, don't make, don't let anybody think that what you give is insignificant. What you're giving plays a part in building the tabernacle, in building the ministry, in doing the work of the kingdom. For Terrence to sit on the door and be there as a usher, as a watchman at the door, that's an assignment that we're appreciative that he can do. He's attentive and he's on his post. I told Deacon Jerry this morning, I said, Deacon Jerry, stay at home. I don't want you falling out here. Now, I knew Deacon Jerry wasn't going to pay me no mind, but that's what who Deacon Jerry is, but I just 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 to hey let him know that look I'm concerned. I don't want you out here falling. I want you safe. He came anyway because why? He's dedicated to his assignment. He's committed to do the work, and he's going to offer his service so that that thing can be fulfilled. That's the type of mindset that we have to have. That's the type of commitment level that we have to walk in because God has been so good to us that we should be willing to sacrifice and become in a place where sometimes we can be inconvenient to bless the name of the Lord. You're going to be inconvenient to get to work tomorrow. You're going to be inconvenienced to get up a little early and stay in traffic and do what you have to do. But what's the problem when we begin to worship God? When we begin to bless his name? When we begin to offer our gift to him? So the skilled women in sewing and spinning prepared the blue, the purple, the scarlet thread, and the fine linen cloth. Verse 26. All the women who were willing used their skills to spin the goat hair into yarn. Notice, he's looking for willing people. Their heart is willing. And when you have a willing heart, I'm telling you, what you give unto the Lord, you're going to get back. As you offer that thing unto God, I'm telling you, you're going to get it back. 
And you got to understand that thing. It's going to come back to you in multiple types of ways. God will heal your body. God will give you favor. God will give you preferential treatment. God will open up doors of opportunity. He'll bring promotion. He'll bring increase. He'll bring a raise. He'll allow somebody to sow a seed in your life of unexpected income. Why? If you would just live a life and do what God has called you to do with your gift and your talent, sow your seed and watch God move. All the women who were willing to use their skills to spear the great, the goat hair into yarn. Verse 27. Listen at this. The leaders. So the leaders had a part to give, right? The leaders brought onyx stones and the special gemstones to be set in the ephod and the priest's chest piece. Notice the thing that was going to be upon the priest, the leaders gave that. And the leaders gave things that were more valuable. We talked about that last week. And I think we talked about it a little bit on Thursday. Leaders, if you have it in your possession, if you have the, 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 uh, the, the fortitude and you have the particular means and the resources, we should be willing to give a little extra. We should be willing to give more to be able to do what is necessary to meet the goal. So they begin to give the onyx stones and the special gemstones to be set in the ephod of the priest's chest piece. He said they also brought spices and olives of oil for the light, the anointed oil, and the fragrant incense. So the people of Israel, every man and woman who was what? Eager to help. Oh my God. (laughs) In the work the Lord had given them through Moses. Now this is the key I need you to pay attention. What happens is while people's hearts are not stirred, while people's spirits are not moved to give because they have now discerned that it's not the work of the Lord. Because people have set out a vision that did not come from God. They set out an agenda that does not did not line up with God's word and so now the people are resisting. The people don't have the, the stirring. The people don't have the oneness. They don't have the, the spirit of a generous heart to give because listen what the scripture says. It says, so the people of Israel, every man and woman who was eager to help in the work the Lord had given them through Moses. The work is coming through the man of God. The work has been given to the man of God to relay it to the people and they knew that Moses heard from God because he had been on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. They became impatient with him and that's when they built that golden calf. But if nobody's never in the presence of God, if nobody's never seeking it in prayer, if nobody's never seeking his face for counsel, if nobody's never asking, God, what should I pray? God, what should I preach? God, what should the vision be for the next three or four years? How are the people going to support it? We got people that will just get up and say whatever they want to say, do whatever they want to do, don't spend any time in God's presence and they expect the people to support it. I don't want to support anything that I don't believe in. I don't want to support anything that does not have any faith or value behind it that does not have any integrity or character behind it so the people trusted Moses and when the vision was released they began to give oh I'm getting my help this morning I'm trying to help us understand the value this is the work of the Lord this is not my agenda this is what God has called us to do how is it that God would lay out a vision for the next three to four years He's never given me the vision like that. But God knows what needs to happen. And he knows how to begin to build a plan and a strategy for it. But if we would begin to seek God the more and not just be concerned about what we can get and what we can begin to get out of the situation, then God will begin to bless and he'll magnify the people. He said, brought their gifts and gave them, listen to this, freely to the Lord. See, the first thing we have to begin to debunk 
and get out of our mind. And this is what a struggle in the body of Christ has been for a lot of people. They think that when they give, they're giving it to the preacher. They're giving it to the pastor. Oh, he he living big. He he got the nice car. He got, you know, 17 bedroom house and six bathrooms. And he got a yacht and he got a boat and he got a, a summer home and all those other various things. But when you understand the value of giving and you understand that people, that God will bless the man of God and he'll begin to open up doors to begin to supply the needs of the man and woman of God and that you have to be in position that you will give freely as unto the Lord. You, if you think you're giving it to the man, you're going to miss God every time and you're going to miss him every time. But if you do it as unto the Lord, God will begin to bless. He'll begin to meet your need. He'll begin to increase you. He'll begin to supply things for you. But we get it twisted. Oh, we thinking it's the man. We thinking it's going to be better and he's going to get this. No, you should want your man or woman of God to be at a certain level in a certain place. Because when you look throughout the scripture, the man and woman of God were blessed. They were, they were blessed and they had the things that were needed to sustain the people, sustain their family, sustain the kingdom. David was blessed. His son was blessed. Solomon was the wisest man ever because God had deemed him to be so. Because when he asked him, he said, what would you ask me of? He said, give me wisdom. And God said, because you didn't ask for riches, I'm going to give you riches. See, if we would get to the point and place to understand how God works and how he will bless and how he'll open up doors for you and how those things will begin to happen. And don't get it twisted. It's okay for the man and woman of God to live the best life. That they had those things. If they got a yacht, a summer home, a nice house, all those various things, it's good for that. Because why? They let you know God is blessing. God is moving. Because if he's blessing the head, we believe it's going to flow down. Oh my God. If he's blessing the head, it's going to flow down. Amen. Oh Jesus. So now, oh my God. We're doing good. It's only 11 o'clock. I'm, I'm only going to, there's a few more verses in here. And then we go on to 38 and we close it. Verse 30. Then Moses told the people of Israel, the Lord has specifically chosen Bezaiah, Baziel, son of Uri, grandson of Hur of the tribe of Judah. The Lord has filled Baziel with the spirit of God. Pay attention, y'all. Giving him what? Great wisdom, ability, and expertise in all kinds of crafts. He is a master craftsman, expert in working with gold, silver, and bronze. He is skilled in engraving and mounting gemstones and carving wood. He is a master at every craft. And the Lord has given both him and Ahudibab, son of a Mishmah of the tribe of Dan, the ability to teach skills to others. Oh my God, I'm ready to run out of here. The Lord has given them special skills as engravers, designers, embroiderers in blue, purple, and scarlet thread, on fine linen cloth, and weavers. They excel as craftsmen and as designers. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me help you, let me help you. Now, God is not going to call you to gather all of this and he has not appointed and anointed someone that can bring it together. 
He's not going to allow the people to bring in all the silver, all the gold, all the bronze, all the various types of linen, the purple, the, the, the blue, and the scarlet thread if he has not ordained and anointed someone that can operate it with their hands and can bring the vision to pass. So as you begin to give and you begin to sow your seed, what does it do? It begins to sustain the things of the ministry. It begins to go toward the vision. That's our vision for 2022 is the debt freedom seed. That's what we're focused on and that's what God is going to do because it has a purpose. It has a target and as it's targeted, God can fulfill the vision. So as he's not going to have the people to gather all this stuff and then can't nobody build. Come on. What, what sense would it make if the people would give all these materials and nobody could build the tabernacle? That there was nobody that had been gifted. There's nobody that had been blessed with the Spirit of God. Notice what it says. It says the Lord has filled Basiel with the Spirit of God, giving him great wisdom, ability, and expertise in all kinds of crafts. He is a master craftsman, expert in working with gold, silver, and bronze. Yeah. I, I love that because notice the spirit of God blessed him with that. Amen. And see, we have to appreciate people who God has given them a certain grace, a certain spirit of God yeah. to operate in certain capacities. I tell you, everybody, you can't. I'm not a master of all. I cannot do everything. I don't know anything about construction. When we came into this building, we looked at this thing and we saw some walls. We thought we were going to tear them down and we thought it was just going to be $100,000. Now, we was just not... What, what was we thinking? We didn't know. We just thought, man, this is a little work. We got some people that can do some work in the ministry. They do a little stuff. And hey, it could be $100,000. Baby, bye. That was not the plan. When you start going in and you have to go according to the plans of what the city has mandated, you have to have architectures. You have to have licensed contractors to do the work. Those things begin to add up. When we went to a company, the first bid they gave us, they said we could do the whole thing for over 400000 I said, we didn't only pay 400000 for the building. How are we going to now put another 400000 to remodel it? That, didn't, that wasn't wise. But God came in and he began to give us strategy. He began to give us direction. He began to lead us to the right people. Because why? The people had given everything that was necessary to fulfill the vision, but now God had to put his spirit upon us to give us the wisdom on which direction to go in. And God said, go to this person, go to that person, find, go to that architect, get that particular plumber, get that electrical contractor, get that person that's the carpenter. And why? And at the end of the whole thing, we remodeled this whole thing for $289,000 cash. No debt attached to it. And God blessed it. Why? Because we laid out and labored in prayer. We committed that thing to before God. And we began to give as the Holy Spirit led us. And we were cheerful about it. They, people gave with generous hearts. And God just began to move and bless. And that's what he will do. He will bring the Spirit of God upon somebody that has the talent, that has the skill set. He'll bless somebody to bring your vision to pass. Oh, my God. Let's get ready to close this thing out. Let's go. I, I'm sorry. I got to go to chapter 36. And then we go to 38. Is that all right? Y'all going to grace me? All right. I appreciate y'all. This is a good crowd. I thank you. Because this thing has got me excited. I'm just, it's good. So Exodus 36, let's look at verse 2. 
So Moses summoned Baziel and Ahulabab and all the others who were specially gifted by the Lord and were eager to get to work. Notice they were eager to get to work. It says Moses gave them the materials donated by the people of Israel as sacred offerings for the completion of the sanctuary. Now notice this. Moses was entrusted with all the materials he had to now distribute it. Oh, my God. The man of God was responsible for gathering the materials. And now he has to distribute them to the particular laborers or the general in terms of 21st century, the contractors and give the materials to them so that they can do the work. They had to be trusted. They had to be in a position where they could trust them to do the work. It says, but the people continue to bring additional gifts each morning. Now, they brought everything that's necessary to build, but they still give it. Because that spirit of excitement and that particular eagerness and that heart of generosity, that spirit has been stirred in them. And so it says, but the people continue to bring additional gifts each morning. Verse four. Finally, the craftsmen who were working on the sanctuary left their work. In verse five, they went to Moses and reported the people have given more than enough materials to complete the job. The Lord has commanded us to do. And so look at verse six. So Moses gave the command, and this message was sent throughout the camp. Men and women, don't prepare any more gifts for the sanctuary. We have enough. So the people stopped bringing their sacred offerings. Their contributions were more than enough to complete the whole project. What? The people were so excited, so committed to giving. And they wanted to fulfill what God had given them as a vision through the man of God that they did not want to not have enough to fulfill the thing that they continued to give. The craftsmen, how many contractors are honest in the 21st century? They would have said, well, let me put this particular materials for the next project. But these particular craftsmen had the spirit of God upon their life. And they said, listen, Moses, I don't want the people to keep bringing in these particular materials because it's going to be too much. I don't want anything to go to waste. They were concerned not to waste the people of God's money. Oh, I'm teaching way better than y'all shouting this morning. And so that's an assignment with that money. And so as we said, as we move into this place of debt freedom and this building, is paid off. We don't have a need for a building fund once it's paid off. But what happens is people still have a building fund and you ain't looking for no building or you're not looking to build another project. So you have to have the integrity and not just keep out allowing the people say, come on, give it in. Come on, bring it in. Come on, give it in. No. When God puts it upon our heart and he says, you know what? The Lord said we need to build another building or he's going to give us another position that we need to go to another place. Then now we can re-implement a building fund. But what happens is people People continue to allow people and that's why they don't trust right. They don't have the confidence in the leadership because you continue to not be transparent and honest. I'm going to be straight up with you. I'm going to give you updates every week. You're going to get an email every Saturday telling you what we got toward this vision so that when you come in Sunday, I know what I can give. I know what, I'm, what my goal is at. I know how much more I want to give because somebody may say I want to give $47,116. I don't know but I believe God if we're transparent and honest, I believe this vision is going to come to pass. You cannot doubt the power of God. So Moses had to tell the people, he said, this is enough. Don't give anymore. He said, they have given enough to complete the whole project. So that. Let's go to chapter 38. And we get ready to close. I told you this is good. 
<laughs> oh, this is good. So now, look at the spirit of how God began to move. God had given Moses the vision. He began to relay it to the people and told them what they needed to give to help the vision come to pass. We laid it out. We, we, we laid out what we needed from the people. We wrote the vision. Uh -huh. We've given it to you. Uh -huh. And so God is going to now bring forth the things that are necessary. And then notice this. Moses kept inventory uh -huh. of what was given. See, y'all missing it. This is why I'm keeping inventory yeah. of what's given. That's why we got the thermometer. It fell down out there in the lobby, but we're going to get it back up at the church. And so it's a thermometer so you can have and see what's going on and what's happening. So here it is. Look at 38. We're going to close this thing out. Exodus 38. New Living Translation. Let's look at verse 21. They took that, that, let me read verse 21. This is an inventory of the materials used in building the tabernacle of the covenant. The Levites compiled, com complied the figures as Moses directed. And then it just goes and begin to share. It says, Ishmar, son of Aaron, the priest, served as a recorder. So they had order and they had structure. They had business acumen. They began to have things in order. Listen, I'm going to help, I'm going to help them. I'm going to help some pastors and leaders. This is a nugget dream you got to pay for. And I'm praying that you will hear me as, as leaders and pastors of churches that are mid-sized. you got maybe 20 to 100 people. When I came to New Covenant Worship Center, one of the things that positioned us and helped us to get to where we are today is because we had business in order. What happens with small ministries, they don't have the business mindset to put things in order and to begin to line things up so that you can get to the next level. When it was time for us to go to the bank to get a loan, we had to switch to QuickBooks. Deacon Jerry went to school, learned the QuickBooks, and QuickBooks was beginning to put the format in place so that they can be able to read our numbers and see them clearly with transparency, and that opened the door for us to obtain the loan. But what happens is we don't learn or we don't take the time to begin to invest in the business portion of ministry because we think everything is spiritual. Yeah. Everything as it relates to church is not spiritual. This, it, these scriptures prove it to you. Amen. Let me read it again. This is an inventory. Now, where do you hear the word inventory at? You hear that in business? I work in, I work in, uh, uh, in sales and I'm responsible for the product that comes on my truck. At the end of every week, I have to take a physical inventory if, of any product that is on my truck. If there's any product that does not line up and it is missing, I'm now responsible to pay the shortage of any product that is missing. Oh, my God. Because inventory is a checks and balance. And inventory is a part. This is business conversation, but we in the Bible. But because why? God is into those things because that's what excellence thrives at. Is when you have order, excellence can flow. When you have that particular, uh, uh, that spirit, uh, 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 when you have excellence, that thing can flow and you can begin to move in a certain direction. It says this is an inventory of the materials used in the building, the tabernacle of the covenant. So they kept an inventory of all the materials that came in. And then it says the Levites compiled the figures. 
So now the Levites were the workers in the church. The Levites had been ordained to establish worship and they were given certain responsibilities. So now the Levites are compiling the figures. So you mean to tell me that they had to count and they had to have mathematical skills? You mean they had to use the computer to be able to add the adding machine? They needed a calculator? Because why? When you have checks and balances, the people will trust you to be able to give and they will trust your vision. I'm helping some small ministry try to get to the next level. We'll never make it to the place of being able to give away $7 million in one day as Pastor Mike Todd did if there is not business order, if there is not excellence, if there is not accountability. He shared it. He said, you don't know what went on the back end for us to give away $7 million. He said he had teams of people that had to investigate and to begin to now make the, make sure that those people were legitimate, that they had a legitimate need, they had a legitimate organization, and that they were doing what they said they were doing according to their mission statement. Y'all missing this thing, man. I'm teaching way better than y'all shout. Can I just get somebody to say amen? Can I get two people to agree with me this morning? Whew, Jesus, y'all making me preach too hard. So the Levites compiled the figures. And listen to this. As Moses directed. What? So Moses is not only a prophet, but now he's a business manager. Uh, missing this thing, man. So Moses is the prophet, the man of God. And now it says, as Moses directed. So in other words, he was now orchestrating. He's now the particular uh, head contractor and he's making sure everything is in alignment. He's directing the process. And the only way he can direct the process is that he has to have some knowledge in each one of those areas. He got to have knowledge in the figures. He got to have knowledge in the inventory. This is why people, I tell people all the time, I'm looking and scanning. When I get up here in front of the people and I'm here, I'm looking and scanning. I know when you've been here, when people are getting COVID, I know they ain't been here in two weeks. I know they ain't been here in a week. I see all of that. I've registered. The Holy Spirit has blessed me to register those certain things and I can see. That's what the gifting, that's what the talent. You got to be able to use all what God has given you, baby. You got to know how to operate and function with it because it's all necessary for your building and making. And he said, Ishmael, son of Aaron, the priest, served as recorder. So wait a minute. The son of the priest was the recorder? So now he's the bookkeeper. Not only is he operating in his gift spiritually, but he also has an accounting anointing. So what am I saying here? You can be gifted speaking tongues and still know how to count. You can be gifted and spiritual and still know the laws of the land. You can still have business law. You can still be anointed in the secular world and still be anointed in your gift. Oh, I'm not going to get no help in here. But some of us over-spiritualize ourselves and we get so deep that we miss the practical things and we can't begin to design and have excellence in business and people won't bless your church. People won't bless your business. People won't bless the thing you put your hand to do. The reason why people's businesses are blessed and they continue to increase with favor and they continue to increase overflow every year, every year. Why? Because they're honest, they're transparent, and they're integral, and they're being oh, diligent about having excellence in their bookkeeping. Oh, my God. Your business can't thrive if you don't have the books in line. It's not going to get to the next level. How Bill Gates can build a billion-dollar empire if he still don't have Records of what came in and what went out. Come on. Oh my God. Jesus. Come 
I gotta go, y'all. I, I, I gotta go. Oh my God. Go to verse 24. And we get ready to close it out. I know that's my fifth close. Yeah. But it's good. I promise you we're gonna be done at 11 30. We got communion too. This work is good. We're gonna be done. Watch God move. Look at verse 24. The people brought special offerings of gold totaling 2,193 pounds as measured by, measured by the weight of the sanctuary shekel. The gold was used throughout the tabernacle. So now this is the inventory. Look at verse 25. The whole community of Israel gave 7,545 pounds of silver as measured by the weight of the sanctuary shekel. Drop down to uh, verse 29. The people also brought as special offerings 5,310 pounds of bronze which was used for casting the bases of the posts of the tabernacle, of the entrance of the tabernacle, and for the bronze altar and with the bronze grating and all the altar utensils. So now, as we put this in perspective, in today's numbers, and we close them. Now, this is from Google, one of the websites that will translate and give you a uh, particular uh, uh, what number one, you computation of what gold is in pounds and as relates to dollars, U.S. dollars. It begins to translate it. So uh, today, 2,193 pounds of gold, if they had given this today and they gave this to help build the tabernacle, they would have given the people $57,451,757 in gold. 7,545 pounds of silver in today's dollars, U.S. dollars, is $2,026,285. Okay? Bronze, the cost of bronze is around $2.50 a pound or $2.55 a pound. I did $2.50 a pound. So they had 5,310 pounds. You multiply 250 times that, you get $13,275. If they were building the tabernacle today with all the materials that were gathered, now we only asked to pay off $134,000 to pay off our building. But the people in the Old Testament and what they give it as it relates to what it would be today if they had to give it would be $59,927,531 to build the tabernacle. A fifty-nine million dollar edifice. I mean, you can you 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 can almost build a, a a small skyscraper for that type of money. I'm telling you, God has resources upon resources upon resources. The cattle on a hill belong to the Lord, and God is not slack concerning His promises. God will do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think according to the power that worketh in you. I'm telling you, God is able. So they had a $59 million project that Moses, who is a person 
who got saved from being in a place to be uh, uh, killed in Egypt when he was born. But God hid him and protected him. And then he had to go to Midian. So God chose this particular person who had been rejected, alienated, had been misused, had been labeled. He had been in a position, all these various things. And now he trusted him with 59 million. Y'all missing this thing. He trusted him with 59 million. Because why? He had to direct it. It says he distributed it to the craftsmen. He distributed to those ones who were working. I'm telling you, I thank God for my customers that trust me. I go to a stop five days a week. They don't, they don't check my order. I check it myself. And they, they take about two to three thousand dollars worth of product every week. They say, go ahead, you good. Now they have Middle Eastern descent. They don't trust the Middle Eastern guy like they trust me. They check his order every rip. He works for another company. He's just Middle Eastern just like them. For some reason, in their culture, they don't trust their own into for certain things as it relates to that particular thing in exchanging of goods. But because I've been there three, four years, come there every day, they trust me. $3,000 every week. Multiply that times a month. $12,000 a month. A year. $144,000 a year that they trust me with that I'm bringing in and putting it on the shelf. You got to have integrity and character not only in this spiritual area, but you got to carry it over in your day-to-day life. Amen. And you got to begin to live a life and do things as unto the Lord. And at one time, they said that somebody was stealing from another company. And they thought, they said, well, now we got to check you in. I said, okay, got no problem with that. They said, well, somebody been stealing another store, this and that. I said, well, man, look, I don't have time for this. I don't steal. I don't want these $2 chips to jeopardize my salary for that. They checked me in for a couple of weeks, and one of the guys who knew me off, he said, he good, he fine. Went right back every day, coming in and doing what I'm doing. You have to be consistent with people and be straight up with people. If I miss something, I may left it on the truck, I come in, I say, look, I left something, here it is, it was my mistake. They say, cool, it's good, I got you. No worries. They don't check behind me for my credits. I get my credits, collect them. Other people, you have to, they got to check their credits, make sure they're giving the right amount for what they take out because people will be dishonest. But I thank God for what God has placed in my heart to do. And this is what Moses had. He had integrity. He had character. God trusted him with $59 million projects. And the people were willing to give it because they saw the vision of the Lord. So I'm blessed to encourage you to let you know that God is in this vision for our house and he's been in our vision for the past 12 years as in May we'll be celebrating our 13th year church anniversary and I thank God that every year God has blessed us to meet our, meet our goals and meet our vision and we've done exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can even ask or think because God's been faithful to you coming to worship center I'm telling you he's been, he's, been, he's been way good to us and when we get to the point place to truly understand how good he is to us I mean, and what God will do, we got to be ready for the next. Just as the people gave it, they had to be willing to distribute it and get it into the hands of the right people. So when we get to 2023, our super outreach year, we'll be willing to pray that the people will give at the level so we can do what we need to do. Because we're in great expectation. Amen. Listen. I appreciate you all this morning. You got something you want to share, Pastor Lisa? You just, you just raising your hands and praise. Oh, I do have something I want to share. 
Get on the mic because this is good. I don't want to miss it. I was nothing. just lifting my hands before the Lord, amen. But since you called me on it, I'm going to go ahead and share. Yes, I love but you know what's so amazing with this word that you share with us today? And it, and it ties into the word of last week. On last week, I believe uh, you were teaching in about Moses again. And God was instructing the people exactly yes. what to give. In the ransom offering. In the ransom offering. And, and he, he didn't base it off of what they had. He wanted the rich and the poor to give the exact same amount. And so today, you kept preaching about giving. And I want to encourage someone today that uh, if you want to be a better giver, you got to check your heart. If you look at that, he kept saying their heart was stirred. They were filled. Their heart was right. They had a heart ready to give. Why did he keep talking about that heart? Because what does the scripture say? It says it in Matthew that what? What you treasure, that thing that you treasure. I'm going to read it in the Amplified. It's in Matthew, the sixth chapter, and it's verse 21. It says, for where your treasure is, there your heart, your wishes, your desire, that on which your life centers will be also. So that thing that you hold valuable, those things that, that, that you are trusting God with is in your heart. So if your heart is right, then your giving is right. So giving is not predicated upon how much I have in the natural or what I got physically tangible. But giving is based off of my obedience when I listen to God and I, I'm instructed to give like he tells me. And then it's a heart issue. When my heart is right, the spirit of giving is in me then because I know that I'm being obedient to God and that that thing is going to bubble over. So I want to challenge you. If you want to be a giver, then you it's not about how much you have. It's about if you're obedient and if your heart is right and it's stirred in the right place to be a giver. So that's why God can trust people who don't have a lot. He can trust them and they can still be givers. I always think about prophetess uh, Tata. We like to call her sister Pam. Pam is a giver. She might not have a lot. She don't work a whole lot of jobs and anything like that. But her heart and her obedience is tied together. That giving bubbles out of her. Amen. So that's when God can trust us. And he can give us more when he know that our heart is going to be stirred. And that we're going to stir that spirit of giving up in us and give out of obedience. Amen. So I'm excited on today. And I'm excited that I'm believing God that as we move to 2022, that I'm a better giver in every, every area of my life. Amen. My God, my God. Thank you for being obedient and sharing. Amen. Because we needed that. Amen. I'm telling you, I thank God for the word. I thank God for Pastor Bernice, the revelation, even just more insight to what we're doing and what God would do in the power of giving. I'm telling you, this thing is good. And when you go home and, I mean, take time to really just begin to meditate on these scriptures and you see, uh, I've just been reading all, today I was just reading all through Numbers and Deuteronomy um, after I got off the prayer call this morning. And so just these, just to see how God moved, how he operated. And he was concerned about every area. He was concerned about every area of the people's lives. And he had structure and he had a, a, a particular uh, uh, instruction or command that the people should follow based on every area of their life. 
He talked about if a, you know, if a perfect person wrongs you, uh, if a person is suing somebody for a certain amount, and, you, and it may be too much for you, you're going to take it to the judge and, and let them begin to weigh the matter. All different types of things. If a person commits murder, if you got to have at least uh, two to three witnesses concerning that particular thing. Just don't go off one witness. I, it, was, it was so much that these things are written out in the word of God. And notice the laws of the land take suit and, and they begin to apply some of these same principles they have gathered from the scripture. And it's in our natural law some of those things because God had order. He was trying to establish order in the earth because after the fall, baby, sin is just in the earth. We've fallen and we have given place to the enemy, but we don't have to begin to succumb to his tactics because we have the victory through the blood of Jesus. Amen. Let's prepare to take our communion. And then after communion, we're going to make a special phone call and we're going home. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this communion today, God. We pray that you will bless this communion as we partake in it on today, Father God, that it will be used, God, to bring forth healing to our body, Father. And we pray that, Lord, as we do this as in remembrance of you, Father God, that we will glorify your name and magnify you, Father. And thank you for the sacrifice of you offering your only begotten son on the cross that whosoever believes on him shall not perish but shall have everlasting life. And we thank you for this time of communion and we receive it in Jesus' name. So let's stand on our feet, those of y'all who are in the building. If you're at home, please get your communion ready. And we're going to read 1 Corinthians chapter 11, and then we're going to move forward. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 24. And, and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and said, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he come, comes again. So anyone who eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord unworthily is guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. That is why you should examine yourself before eating the bread and drinking the cup. For if you eat the bread or drink the cup without honoring the body of Christ, you are eating and drinking God's judgment upon yourself. That is why many of you are weak and sick and some have even died. But if we would examine ourselves, we would not be judged by God in this way. Yet when, I, yet when we are judged by the Lord, we are being disciplined so we will not be condemned along with the world. So my dear brothers and sisters, when you gather for the Lord's Supper, wait for each other. If you are really hungry, eat at home so you won't bring judgment upon yourselves when you meet together. I'll give you instructions about other matters after I arrive. Amen. Man, do we all have the body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? This cracker or your bread that you have at home is a representation of the body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, that he died on the cross for our sins. May we all partake and eat of the body together. This juice is a representation of the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed on Calvary for the remission of sins. 
we have the blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, may we all drink together. Amen. You all may be seated. Give me two minutes. We're about to do this and then we can go home. Can y'all get that other picture ready? I'm about to make this phone call. You all know what it's about once I get on this call. Listen, mother, we are here in the sanctuary and I want everybody to wish you a happy birthday on your 91st birthday. You are our oldest member of New Covenant Worship Center. We appreciate your wisdom. Happy birthday to you. Come on, y'all. Let's sing happy birthday real quick to Mother, Ricard Mother Regina Carter. There it is, Mother. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Mother We all believe it and striving and see that pray that we get to see 91 years. Amen. amen. So we want you to enjoy your birthday today. Celebrate. Have some cake. Amen. Enjoy your family. We love you and we'll hope to see you soon. Be blessed. I'm waiting to get back. I can't wait um, to get back in the church. I'm looking forward to it, Pastor. Thank amen. you so much. Amen. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. God bless you. All right. God bless you, Mother. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. Thank right. you. Bye-bye. Amen. We thank God. I wanted to surprise Mother Amen. She's been in quarantine. And I'm telling you, she's been just faithful. Uh, I mean, she's been blessing me, Amen, and just sowing seed into our life. And I'm telling you, she's an awesome woman of God. I'm telling you, she got all her faculties. That woman is strong. She got all her mental faculties. She walks upright. I'm telling you, she she don't have to have the aid of a cane at 91 years old. And she talks so well. She tells you about the Bible, the word. When we, when I go over there and visit, amen, and she just have all these conversations and we have all these good stories and good talks. So she is a blessed woman of God and we appreciate her. 91 years, I'm telling you, that's a blessing to be able to see it in this day and time, amen. So come on, let's stand to our feet, amen. 
I thank you all for online, uh, watching on YouTube, on Facebook. Thank you all for sharing and wishing Mother Connor a happy birthday. We appreciate each and every one of you all. Listen, um, if there's anybody that's under the sound of my voice that's watching that does not know Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, all you have to do is repeat after me and you will uh, become saved and you'll receive salvation and Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. So if you repeat after me, Heavenly Father, I come before you today a sinner. I ask you to come into my heart. I ask you to forgive me and cleanse me of all my sins. I ask you to fill my heart today with love, to fill my heart with your precious Holy Spirit. And that God, today, I believe that Jesus Christ died and he rose for my sins. And now today I confess with my mouth, I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ died and he rose. And as I do that, I now confess you as my Lord and my Savior. And today I declare that I am saved. And now you are a part of the kingdom of God. You have just received salvation. And God is your Lord, your Savior, your protector, your healer, your comforter, your all in all. And so we welcome you to the body of Christ. If you said that prayer and you shared that this morning, you are now saved. And we appreciate you and we thank you and we welcome you to the body of Christ. So let's dismiss. Heavenly Father, we thank you for everything our eyes have seen. Everything our ears have heard today, Father, we thank you for your love, for your grace, for your compassion, Father. And we just ask that you would just continue to go before us throughout the course of this week, God, that you will lead us and guide us, Father God, that you will protect us and watch over us, Father, that your Holy Spirit will continue to lead us, God, continue to bring us into a place of increase, overflow, God, continue to meet and supply all of our needs, God. We call for unexpected income. We call for miracle signs and wonders, God, and we just thank you for your favor. Thank you for your peace. And we speak healing, life, and hope throughout the course of this week. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you all. Have a great week. We love you with the love of Jesus.